What's up, guys? Welcome to Two Suits in a War Room podcast. Eric's going to give us the intro today. I am? Yep. Just Hell yeah, I am. Let's go. Give it. Throw What's, down. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to Two Suits in a War Room podcast. I'm your co-host, Eric, with my host... Alex Lease. Alex Lease. Who do we got here today, Alex? Who what? Who do we have here today? Oh, yeah. Okay. Introducing our guest, Ryan Albert, Capital City Floor Care. So me and Eric started this uh, this podcast kind of just talking about, you know, what we do, how we start our businesses, what we go through. And lately, we've been bringing our friends on that own businesses, and it's actually a lot of fun. So I think that's kind of what we're going to try and do more. Yeah. Um, and, and more than not. And talk about kind of the issues that yeah, they deal we with get and all how the they started all that good stuff. Yeah. Everyone's different. different Everyone takes different paths. Exactly. Yeah. And he's from our hometown too, or Eric's hometown. Yep. You guys went to school together. We did. We graduated same in the same class. class. Did you yeah. go to college? Well, I can start right with my story there. Yeah. Why don't you introduce kind of. We have this theme going on. Yeah. Like, did you go to college? Yeah. yeah. And we I, will talk about that. Kind of. I yeah. So let's let's first talk about um, I guess your secondary schooling. Uh, so college after you graduated high school, um, go for it. Where, where what college did you go to? Yeah. So coming right out of high school, um, I actually wanted to be an athletic trainer. So oh, that's um, super cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was into fitness and into sports, so that was originally kind of what I wanted to be. So um, went to school. Uh, Applied to uh, Stevens Point and was up there. Uh, I got accepted into the program and um, was there for two, basically two years. Um, and the athletic or the uh, sports medicine program? Yep, sports medicine. Okay. So um, originally I was thinking potentially going on to PT school after because mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. a prerequisite for that. And that's so, a pretty common uh, thing that yeah. to, to be an athletic trainer, you have to do PT school, right? Kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Well, no. To oh. to be a physical therapist, physical. you have to oh, okay. have the um, you know, you have to have either like an athletic training degree or a kinesiology degree. Got is it. What it's more commonly okay. known as. Okay. So, um, at uh, let's see, it'd be the spring of my sophomore year. I came home. I'm a big outdoorsman. I came home turkey hunting and. I got into the biggest nest of ticks you would ever imagine. and Like how many ticks? Yeah. I bet you I pulled 50 ticks off. 50 ticks in from one night? From one day of turkey hunting. So, oh, my uh, goodness. And this is the story. You know, there's more to it, obviously. So uh, I pull all these ticks off, go back up to school. Um, and at the time, I didn't really know a whole lot about tick-borne diseases. Um, they weren't really talked about a whole lot. So... Got I couldn't even really tell you about them right now. Like, yeah. I don't know too much about them unless you get, you know. Yeah. So, um, went back up to school. Um, was up there for a couple of weeks, felt fine. And I remember um, I lifted one day, and towards the end, my body just felt like the heaviest it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And I just assumed I was coming down with the flu or cold or something like that. Something so, was off. Something was off. Felt like shit. So, um,. Kept kind of getting worse and worse. So after about like four or five days, I went into the doctor and they basically said, yeah, you probably just got the flu or you might have mono. It's pretty common for college kids to get. How long after um, you being in the woods? This was probably almost a month at this point. Wow. So you were fine up until a month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't really put two and two together. Um, so doctor sent me home or back to Ed, living in a dorm at the time. And, um, I just started getting worse and worse and worse. Just 
felt terrible, the worst I've ever felt in my life. And at one point, my roommate, Andy, he saw me leave the room and I didn't come back for like four hours. And he started like kind of wondering what was up because he thought I was just going to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And he goes in there and he finds me passed out, like unconscious. Holy cow. Yeah, that's not good. And he calls the, uh, you know, they called 911 and they brought me into the emergency room and ran a whole bunch of tests, came back with nothing, really. Nothing. Nothing. So um, at this point, feeling terrible. I had about a month left of school, um, toughed it out. I mean, I'd go to class, go home, sleep, lay down, you know, take handfuls of ibuprofen. Were you still working out? No. Couldn't, couldn't hardly even so your body's just wiped out. Yeah, yeah. Trying to fight whatever. Yeah. And I'm worried. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So um, finish out school, go home for the summer. Parents start bringing me in. They start running a whole bunch of tests. Went through basically the whole department, you know, of um, rheumatology at UW, everything. And finally, um, someone had brought up Lyme disease from a tick bite. And I'm like, well, I got into a bunch of ticks, you know, this spring. But I didn't have like a bullseye rash or anything. So they do a Lyme's test and sure enough, comes back positive. But at this point, it's been almost three months by the time they figured out. Oh my out. goodness. So, I mean, I can hardly walk. I can hardly stand up. I was pretty much bedridden. And um, so they started They started treating me for it, and I started feeling better. But they only treated me under their protocol for like, I think it was two weeks. And I finished the two weeks up, felt better. But it wasn't a hundred percent by any means. And then what was the treatment? Yeah, just treatment? medication. Antibiotics. Yeah. Shots. Yeah. No, just oral, that makes sense. A two pills. a two week. That's a standard yeah. antibiotic at the, at time. The, yeah, at the time that was their kind of standard treatment. So um, after about a month, almost all the symptoms came back. I wasn't any better. You know, I started feeling worse and worse again. So um, ended up going down and seeing a specialist in Milwaukee that kind of specialized in Lyme treatment. So. At this point, though, it's like almost um, September, time to go back to school. Mm -hmm. And, um, or it was early August. And with the athletic training program, we had to go back in August to start working with the football team. Yep. And I physically still could hardly even stand up, couldn't even imagine going back to school. Um, Called the director, kind of told her what was going on. And, you know, she kind of understood, but she also made it pretty clear that if I can't, you know, if I can't be there, they're just going to have to move on. Mm. And it's right. a super competitive program. So there were a lot of kids that didn't make it. And basically, if I wasn't able to go, they would just let someone else take That was spot. it. The ship has sailed. Wow. So I'm, I'm, you know, I basically told her, I said, at this point, I can't go. So I'm like devastated. I'm wondering what my future is going to hold. Um you know, I, at this point, I feel like I'm literally disabled. Um, made the decision to not go back to school. And that was, you know, kind of the start of something new for me. So, Were you seeing the specialist? I was seeing the specialist. And long story short, she got me better. It took about a year. So, 
A year. Took about a year of her treatment. Wow. What uh, was all the treatment that they gave yeah. you? She did. Pull uh, that mic a little bit closer. Yep. She did um, antibiotics, and then she also did a lot of different um, like vitamin injections. She'd also like rotate the antibiotics mm. around because um, there were a lot of different like co-infections too mm. that the mm-hmm. ticks carry. Jeez. So. Um, what happened was it was just in me for too long before the treatment started. Right, so right, right. that's what made it. So and they bad. ended it within two weeks. Yeah. That's like, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Nowadays they put you on a month right away when you even get a tick bite. So know? what year was so, this? 2000 and? This was 2014. So, so just out of high school pretty much? Yeah. I was, two, I was, I was just two years, two, two full years. Yeah. Graduated in 12. So, um, I started getting better. Um, but I didn't know really what to do with my life now. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to start all over again with school. That just seemed like, you know, it seemed like I had put so much time in already and I just kind of felt defeated. Didn't really want to start all back over again. And, um, my uncle at the time, he owned a carpet cleaning company. And, um, at this point I was actually starting to feel pretty good. Um, was starting to, you know, look for potential part-time jobs. And he asked me if I wanted to help him. Uh, you know, help them basically part time, a couple days a week. Was your first thought you wanted to right away? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> my first thought was that just sounds like a terrible job. Right, right, right. <laughs> I have absolutely no interest in that. Uh, but my parents actually kind of convinced me that hey, this is a good opportunity. Um, you know, that way if you're, you know, if you got days where you're still not feeling the mm-hmm, best, you got mm-hmm. an understanding boss. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, you can kind of just slowly work back into normal life again so while making some money yeah while making some money and i was living at home still at the time with my parents um so started working with him part-time and once you know it i actually after the first day i actually kind of enjoyed it you know it was one of those isn't that something yeah it's one of those jobs where like we were working, it was probably a 10-hour day, but it felt like four hours mm-hmm. just because you're mm-hmm. on your feet, you're moving. You're flying around. You know, you got breaks in between jobs. Um, we were mostly residential-based, so we had like three or four stops in a day. Um, and I actually, yeah, kind of enjoyed it. So, um, Kind of a satisfaction getting done with a job, moving on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, and, then, and it's a visually satisfying absolutely. job. For too. sure, for Oh, sure. I love it when you walk in, it's all striped up nice. Yeah. It's like lawn care, but on carpet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is, it is. So um, as time goes on, you know, it, I started getting more and more involved with the business. Um, you know, I started working full 40-hour weeks. Mm-hmm. And my uncle at the time, he was 64, I believe, or 65. So he's up there in age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, he was already talking about retirement and whatnot. So I uh, got to the point where I was pretty much um, working in my own truck all the time, kind of you know doing my own thing. Sure. He did his own thing. And um, then we got into the talks of him retiring and me kind of continuing, you know, did he bring that up? Yeah, he brought it up. What was your yeah. first thought? I, I, my first thought was, well, I want to see your books. I want to see how much money you're making. Sure, <laughs> that's the that's good that you knew that. Right Absolutely, yeah, that. that is. Yeah, um, if I was that young, I wouldn't. Have no, I'd have been like, heck first. yeah, I want to take yeah, over a business. That was Let's literally go. the first thing. Business? I, yeah, that was the first thing I asked him because, um, you know, he he and his wife, you know, they actually were pretty well off. You know, they had a nice house. Um, his wife was a teacher, you know, so I mm-hmm. figured, all right, he's got to be doing 
That's all I want to see. Okay. Yep. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah. for real. He's, he's killing it. Let's for real. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so he showed me his books, and I saw what he was making, and I knew too that we were nowhere near, you know, the capacity that we could be. As sure. Far as, That's what's so cool about business takeovers yeah. is a new guy can come in and have a different vision or other ideas like to right. or see missing things you know that's cool yeah mm-hmm. and he was at the point in his career where he was kind of winding down mm-hmm. wanting to just get smaller and smaller um less and less headaches because he didn't want anything lingering on you know when he retired sure really. um so we kind of uh worked everything out to we we came up with a price um at the time his equipment was all pretty much ready to go anyway so mm-hmm. um like old and outdated outdated not I worth mean, much the vans would literally leave you know rust chunks of rust and customers drive i know all about that oh, oh yeah. yeah i still yeah. got a couple pieces of equipment like that yeah yeah <laughs> i used to yeah yeah so the equipment wasn't worth much at all so um which for your benefit you know yeah yeah it you know it has its perks and it has its downfalls. The downfalls is you're gonna have to buy something, but you know the perk is you could probably use it for just a little bit longer. Yeah, and it's gonna be cheaper. Paying a lot of money for Correct. equipment, yeah. right. buying a business. Yeah, I really didn't have any equipment costs involved, so we came up with a price. I bought it from him on a land contract. Now, do you want to explain free. what a land contract is? So, land what con- Justin told us in the last episode, never do. Because he got screwed over on one. But obviously, yeah. but this know, is it worked family. Out, it worked out yeah. good for you, family, which is good. So this is I a different side of things. One, I would never probably do one with anyone else. <laughs> no, but, no. Uh, Somebody you really, really know and trust. Yeah. yeah so so, yeah. so um, the beauty of it is you're not coming up with a down payment. You know, How, you're, so not, I, you're not having to take out a large loan at once. You know, Because um, they're technically the, the owners. Like the, they're the bank. They're playing the banker role, correct? Yeah. And you're paying them an X amount. Yeah, you're paying them a... So we came up with a percentage each month sure. that I paid him. Got Which, it. Then you know, okay, I already got this cash flow coming yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. So it, it is based on your cash flow, typically. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So um, basically, I pay, you know, I pay them every month. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have to take out a big business loan. Um, Which is nice. And I got lucky too with it being family. Like the land contract, it's not even really an official, right? Official land contract. Yeah, shake, shake the hand. Shake this the is hand. what we're gonna do. Yep, it's a shake the hand type. How of business thing. was done in the good old days. The good yeah. old days. Yeah, and it wouldn't be done that way unless no. it was family. So, um, you know, it, in that aspect, I'm very fortunate. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, I what I did then, since I didn't have a large loan taken out, um, you know for the business, I was able to take a loan out to get some new equipment. That's awesome. So how important was that starting your business? Yeah. Was having huge. some capital. It was huge. Um, without, you know, without money, you know, it's, it's hard to grow. You know, you got to have it coming from somewhere. You've got to have cash flow yeah, for yeah. sure. Got to have cash flow. And I'm a huge proponent of, um, company image. So I always hated showing up to a customer's house in a rusty looking truck, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, you just don't look as professional. People might not look, get the right you idea. You don't look as professional. And in I mean, my opinion, you know, people might think that, you know, they must not be doing very if, well. If, this if is they how, can't yeah. afford. For sure. Right. Image is everything. Yeah. Or if you show up with a van, that's just a complete cluster, dirty, you know, they might think, well, if he can't take care of his own stuff, you know, how can I expect him to take care of my house? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I had that happen once, like on the bad end of things. I hired a company to do a like a floor drain yeah. cleaning. Yep. And it was freaking expensive. For this project, for for just your recent project? No, this was a few years ago. Oh, okay. But here. Okay. And 
He pulled up in this piece of shit truck. Like, the dude looked like an absolute slob. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You know, dirty clothes. Didn't take care of himself. Like, his equipment was disgusting. And he, like, came down here, did the job. And he was charging, like, dude, it was, like, two twenty five an hour or something. Like, for big wow. floor drains, yeah. you know, cleaning. Yep. And I was like, never again will I call this company. Never again. Because right. he, I mean, he doesn't have much overhead. No. He's got a couple pieces of equipment that he's using. And then he just does whatever he wants with the money. He doesn't invest in his business. Yeah. And I don't like that. Well, and you were worried before he even started the work. Literally. Because of like, what, what he showed up flip. and how he Yeah. Worked, that so. was like really bad. I've never seen anything that bad. Yeah. Or if I go into a restaurant and the bathroom's dirty, I'm never going to go eat there again. Because right. like, what does the kitchen look really? like? Really? Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's what their kitchen looks like. Yeah. You think it's any different? I don't know. I if, I, if, I, if it's good food, I could. Yeah. I, I go know. in my bathroom and it's dirty. I go through the roof. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, just keep this clean. It's I've like, got certain restaurants that I service and I will never eat there because I see. Behind, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. No. <laughs> we'll keep that. There's one in our town that's been on the news a bunch of times for its unhealthy, <laughs> unsanitary conditions. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty cool. gross. I mean, what you see sometimes. Yeah. So. so you started taking over. So at, you agreed on the land contract. And then um, when did you kind of officially, when did that happen? What year? So that was 2017. 2017, okay. January 1st was when we made the transition. That's okay. when he Wow, so it was the actual beginning of the year, too. It was. Nice, yeah. which is good. Did he go cold turkey and just, after he signed it, he was done working? Yep. So then it was just you, and did he have a hired hand? He was, honestly, he was done working for almost a year. He had moved up north, um, bought a house up there with his wife, and I pretty much just ran the show. That's cool. So you had a, a transition year. Yeah, it was great. Um, I pretty much knew how to do everything before I even, even the books. I did the books. I did all the scheduling, all the marketing, um, took care of all the equipment. Um, really ordered all the products, chemistry, everything for pretty much a full year. Um, before I, now I was, you know, working a lot more and, mm-hmm. you know, probably not making that's how it always a works. A lot of money for yeah. how much work I was doing. That's how it works. But I won't take it back because of the experience I yep. got. Yep, 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 yep. So, um, 2017, I kind of hit the ground running. I should go back, um, you know, prior to that, I had actually started, I had already bought a van, you know, some newer equipment. Um, so when that transition went, I was ready to go. Um, you know, before it was officially mine, even. I had all the stuff. So. Sold off what he had. And he was cool with that under the company's, you know, money, spending it for new equipment. No, I used my own money. That he made. Oh, 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 okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so some people th- call that stupid. Some people call it smart. For me, I don't want to waste a couple months right away. Yeah. You know, the time involved trying to get everything So you bought a van going. and yeah. decked it out. Yep. Yep. That van lasted three months before it got totaled, which was another experience if you don't mind me asking those vans they're pretty expensive aren't they with everything yeah they're about eighty thousand. Eighty thousand for a van decked out with all cleaning equipment yeah and wild uh, it was actually that that accident was a major wake-up call i and it, this kind of goes back to the insurance episode you got your podcast you guys had <laughs> last week but uh my insurance i had just basically taken out the same policy my uncle always used mm-hmm. and um, there's a policy called Inland Marine, which mm. covers I have I've heard of it inside of the truck. Yeah, co- so, wait, wait, it covers what? So cargo, all the cargo oh. inside, which I'm carrying around, you know, 
$50,000 worth of cargo. That's Yeah, that's the most expensive part of the van. So luckily in the accident, um, it was the, you know, the other person's insurance paid it, but I didn't have inland marine coverage. So, um, but I, nothing got seriously, um, you know, nothing was seriously wrecked. So it could have been way worse. It could have been way worse. Yeah, I could have been dead in the water. So I found that out and I, you know, called my insurance, got that on there immediately. That was nice that. that you actually got to like learn that and yeah. get it before it Without, was catastrophic. Yeah, it cost yeah. you a ton. I, it, once again, it's just luck seemed to be. But you didn't know any side. better than that. And that's the thing is you learn and we learn as our business grows, we grow with it. You know, yeah. you don't know those yeah. things right from the get go. My uncle, he never had even heard of that before. And he had done it for 25 years without it. Wow. You know? Crazy. So, um, got lucky there, um, got a new truck, you know, everything, everything worked out. So, um, yeah, honestly had a really good year. My first year, um, retained a lot of customers that my uncle had had over the cool. years and also got a lot of new customers. New customers. That's awesome. Yeah. My goal is every home I go into, I try to gain a repeat customer. For sure. For it. sure. So. That's the I, mindset you got to have, not like, okay, boom, I got this job, this sale today. Like, okay, this customer, I need to be with me for life. And all the people that he's going to yeah. tell and then put the value on yeah. that. Yeah. Money will come. It's You've got to really make a, you know, build a clientele that's really satisfied with what you're doing. And then they'll do your marketing. Absolutely. And that's free. Yeah. It's the best. Referrals are the best, mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. form of marketing. Mm-hmm. The best thing about referrals is rarely, you know, people aren't super focused on price right whereas if someone calls cold calls you usually their first question is how much is it yeah what's a quote can i get a quote not more so what the quality is or anything else you know they can factor into the job do you get asked a lot on quotes on on like the phone do you get a phone call like maybe a day on on a quote or once a week twice a week i get about 10 phone calls a day on quotes asking for quotes yeah Will you stop, take time, or how do you, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of going off topic, but I'm curious because I get asked that question too, and where do you draw the line unless you can quick whip one up in your head? So I can pretty accurately give a quote over the phone. A rough quote. For a residential So how do you do that? Like buy rooms or something? Price it by room, yep. Um, First I ask the square footage of the house, and that gives me a grasp on how big the rooms most likely are. Okay. Because five rooms in a... 1500 square foot house are going to be significantly different than five rooms in a 5,000 square foot house as well as the time involved. So, um, I get a, you know, I get a good estimate on how long then the job will take me. And then I just give them a price. So, um, I hardly ever in person quote a residential job where I actually go to their house I just don't have time for it. Yeah, yeah that's you know? super nice too because that yeah. probably costs a lot of time and money. A lot of time. A lot of time. Which you could be cleaning other jobs. Yes. Yep. So um, residential, everything's done over the phone pretty much. That's and awesome. I can usually get it within a you know, reasonable amount to mm-hmm. where sometimes I, I usually try to overbid that way. Absolutely. I'm not having to go and tell them, listen, it's going to actually be a lot more than that. So Have you ever? Have I ever what? Showing up to a job and you're like, yeah, it's going to be more than what I quoted you. All the time, but I don't charge them more. Usually I try to stick to my, like, I try to, I try to honor my price. That's a good price structure too. Set it a little high because most of the time you're going to be under anyways. I've been burned before. It took me about three or four times of underestimating to, you know, 
finally realize, all right, if anything, I need to overestimate. So next time will you say this is the actual price that it will be next time? Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm usually pretty straightforward with the customer. I, I do the job for what I quoted and then I tell them next time it's going to be this. Mm -hmm. I just, mm -hmm. you know. That's awesome. I mean, that's what people are expecting. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'd be cool too. with that. Same. Yeah. It's worked out well for me. I mean, I have people tell me that you got to stick up for yourself. You got to charge for what you're doing. You, you got to charge for what you're worth. In the end, like, if I can get that customer back to use me again by honoring my first price. I like that. You know, and showing them what I can do and showing them the quality that they're going to get, you know, most of the time they're going to call you back even for the higher price and it's it's crazy because i just i overbidded um by two cents on a label in california with one of my clients and he's like well i can get it for x amount of cents for this and i said well this is as low as i can go this is i mean plastic prices are going up this is what i can create it for you know that i can give you good customer service and and I can enhance some of the colors. Um, I will work with you on making sure that we're getting a rich color for your labels because that's what he was really worried about is uh, the actual blacks um, yeah. kind of being more of a, a darker gray than an actual black on his background. And uh, I got an email today saying, yeah, man, let's do it. And, I mean, that's like uh, per batch we're talking about a $50 difference. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that that's what I have to price it at. And I'm not going to be the highest. And I'm not going to be the lowest. But I will give you quality work. And that's kind of – how you also operate, right? I never price match other companies. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. Ever. I have people tell me, I, I just say, sorry, this is, this is the lowest I can do it for. I'm yeah. I'm going to do a really good job. Build value. Don't lower the price. And, and that was the email I sent out yesterday. It was, I can't do it for this, but this is the price I can do it for. Let me know if this works. And yeah, it I did. I always tell people. Guess what? It I worked. Yeah. I always, when I'm, especially for commercial work, when I, turn in the estimate i always tell them this is my best price mm -hmm. the first time you know mm -hmm. that's good i always give my best price up front yeah mm -hmm. grant always, cardone teaches that yep. in his sales training he doesn't always give he does oh he does always give your best yeah price that way you don't front. have to go back and forth and yeah. it's just because money is never the deal. issue to people you just need to explain the value to them yeah yeah and very rarely the issue yeah and price carpet cleaning especially there's a lot of carpet cleaners in the in the area I mean, that don't do a, their due a, diligence. Well, and just it's just a saturated market. I mean, it's something that you can fairly easily get into. Okay. You know, you don't. Need if you're starting up a company, you're like, you know what? I want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. I want to do a carpet cleaning. Yeah, but there's also, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it that a lot of people skip, which you know results in a subpar. Boom. Cleaning. Those are your selling points. Can we have right a quick there. example. Vacuum in the carpet first. If you don't vacuum the carpet first, especially if they have pets, um, there's going to be so much hair left behind. If that homeowner goes through and vacuums after you clean, they're going to fill that canister full of hair. So then they already have in the back of their head that, you know, either I'm never going to hire a carpet cleaner again and I'm going to do it myself, yep. or I'm never going to hire that company right. again. Right. And yeah, lot, most carpet cleaners don't vacuum because they think their equipment's going to suck everything up. And that's just not the case have you ever gotten called to do a job that someone has done and they're like they didn't do a decent job we need to have this redone all the time really i've redo jobs all the time wow i had a lady last week she called me wanted a price i gave her the price she said it was too expensive so about four days goes by she calls me back basically like crying on the phone she had hired a cleaner to come out they fit her in last minute her carpet was still soaking wet three days later and smelled like mildew. So what, what what happened? Break us down. What 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 happened with that job? What did the guy do wrong? He, he most likely 
was cleaning with too high a pressure. Okay. Didn't have the vacuum. You know, his filters might have been clogged. Didn't have the vacuum recovered. So just throwing water everywhere, yeah, basically. Pressure washing the carpet, essentially. Yeah, so, that could ruin carpet eventually if it got long enough mold growing. And yeah, your carpet. Under, under the floor. It should be wet for more than eight hours. Yeah, like oh when you do it, like later that God. day, like it's 90% dry. Yeah. So yeah. she calls you. Yeah, she calls me, tells me what happened, you know, and I said, well, I can come and fix it, but it's going to be more... Because I'm having a well, know, sure, yeah. So now she month. spent twice as much. She no, spent more than twice. more than twice as she much. Yeah, spent darn near triple what it would have originally been. Just your upfront price. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'm middle of the road too. I'm not the highest price guy out there. But you're not the cheapest because you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna. What you're worth is what yeah. you're going to give yeah. that, yeah. that but, group. But she was, you know, she was looking for the the cheapest, the bargain, because she thought, you know, she probably thought all cleaners were creating mm-hmm. people, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. so. But yeah, in that case, you know, it ended up costing her triple the amount of money. So you ended up fixing it and everything went was good. Everything went good. You know, left some fans there, dehumidifier, dried it all out, um, got it smelling good again. When you showed up, was it bad? I She was overreacting a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it was still wet when I got there, though. Uh, wow. Almost five days later. That's crazy. So Yikes. I can't imagine. You know, Did it smell bad? It wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible? It was just a little musty. It was in a basement too. So mm, basement, that doesn't help. Concrete basement, underneath. A lot of basements smell musty to be in. Right, for sure. So, Moisture. Yeah, but uh, got it all taken care of. You know, she was happy, and she'll probably use me now in the future. Yeah, and she'll tell everyone about you. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's back to your original question. That's happened. That same thing has happened multiple times. Which gotcha. you can use that when you're selling people too, mm-hmm. when they. Say, well, so-and-so does it cheaper. Yeah, well, this is what's going to happen. It's actually going to cost you three times that amount. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> spend a whole lot of, like, I'm fortunate enough to have enough work now where I don't have to try to persuade everyone to use me. Right. You know, I time is valuable. Like, I try to, most phone calls, five minutes, done. You know, because I'm trying, I do, I take all my phone And calls. I don't know if you're trying to persuade them, but just telling them the truth, what yeah. you do. You're, you're stating facts. This yeah. is what I do. This is what I can provide you. Here's the detail that I'll go into on, on, you know, the work. I'm not trying to say, Hey, you need to, you know, you need to hire me. You're basically just saying, this is what I do. And either you like it or you, you want to go with me or you want to try to go with someone cheaper that might not, you know, yeah. get the job done. Yeah. And if there's anything, that's a great I've, way of marketing. There's anything I've learned in life and I'm sure you guys have too. Cheaper is very rarely better. Oh, f- for Usually, sure. You know. I mean, you can get away with middle-of-the-road stuff. I buy stuff all the time just because it costs more. Literally, like per- different products and mm-hmm. services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Because I, I have a higher-end product and service, too, so I understand what goes behind that. Mm-hmm. When I'm shopping, I'm, I'm looking at these two things. Okay, this one's a little more. I start looking at it. Boom, it's always going to be better. Almost always. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I want nice things, things, not cheap shit. Especially things that you use right. a lot. Yeah. You right. Know, things that are getting used every day. You know, power tools, you know. Right. Yeah. You. It's you, worth the extra money for DeWalt. Right. Lucky versus definitely milwaukee not to wall <laughs> I'm, I'm a milwaukee yeah, yeah me too milwaukee's they're the best yeah. power tools yeah so well. if, if you don't mind me asking so after you bought that vehicle um it was a year after or a year before you bought the vehicle um of taking over the business you took you take over the business did you have any hired hands where you where people work with you i mean yeah so my uncle he had a um he had a part-time helper working with him okay. a lot. Um, I was always kind of by myself. Got it. Um, 
to my own thing. So there was three of you. Yeah, there was three of us. So I brought him on with me. Full time? Yep, he was full time with me. And um, the most people I've ever had on payroll was four, including myself. Wow. So I've never been big. You know, I've been. And you've liked it, like you've you've liked being a smaller owned company. Yeah. 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 Easier to manage. Easier to manage. Quality control is, you know, quality stays consistent. Right. Um, So, but uh, yeah, as time went on, um, that gentleman he eventually things just didn't work out, Um, and so I kind of reverted to trying to find someone in the summer. A lot of times it was like a high school, sure, high school kid or um, just someone riding the truck with me take the take the little bit of the load. Yeah, yeah, day. absolutely. So, because um, that's your busy time is yeah. the summer. Well, college clean out. Yeah, and um, with what I do, more people doesn't necessarily mean more money. Got it. Uh, and I found that out. I spent you know the year that I had the most help, I have made the least amount of money because of all the overhead. Interesting. Yeah. I think it takes time to figure that out too. It takes time. Yeah. Like for you, I mean, more hands make less work, you know, if you got people. But you got to have the right skilled yeah. people, et cetera. You know, right. in some it's cases. It's hard. I mean, you got to train people, gonna... you got to hire people, you got to fire people, and it's going to suck for a while until yeah. you figure it out. Right. And then it's going to happen again. And I talk to a <laughs> lot never of different people that do what I do throughout the country. Um, I go to different conventions. Mm-hmm. I speak to a lot of people. And you're in some Facebook groups I've heard you talk about. Yep. Connected yeah. in the industry. Yeah. And from what I've grasped, you either got to go really big or stay small. Like There's no kind of in, between. No in between. I agree like, with that. If you're going to go big, you got to go huge. Like you got to go, like you hear the franchises, like Zero Res, you know, they're big. And they do well. Stanley? Is that one? Stanley, they're big. Stanley Cleaners or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I know they've gotten a lot smaller, at least the franchise in Madison. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, they've only got a few trucks on the road compared to what they used to be. Gotcha. And it probably has to be, you know, due to a lot of the same reasons, you know. You can't find good help these days. Hard to find good help. Um, the equipment's extremely expensive. Overhead's really high with it. Um, it's like one fitting is like 50 bucks. It looks like, a, you know, a $1 part, but it's like. Sweet. It's I know just, all about that. You know, <laughs> It's crazy what things cost, mm-hmm. and things like that break every single day. So yeah, um, times that by ten now. Yeah, so I kind of chose the route to keep things small, mm-hmm. maximize, you know, what what I can with what I have, mm-hmm. and like when I bought the company, the first thing I did was raise my prices because I thought that we were charging back when my uncle owned it, you know, not nearly enough. Yeah, sure. he's been doing it for a while. He probably kept them the same. Didn't kept raise them, the them too much. For, honestly, he kept That's the a common thing the I see. Yeah, they were the same as almost 15 years ago. Name know? something that doesn't go up like almost every year. Right. Like everything goes up. Yeah. And your prices should do. Yeah. Yeah. So I raised my prices. Um, customers understood. You know, I didn't lose hardly anybody. Did um, you? Okay, so how does that work? Do you send new quotes to all those customers? Or when it comes time to clean their carpets, you say, I've changed my price. Here's your new price. I usually don't even tell them. See, I agree with that. That's how I handle it. I okay. They, a lot of times they don't even ask. A lot of times they don't even bring it up. Got it. They just assume. At least I assume when I've had work well, done. Just, yeah, they just don't. I mean. And you don't need to explain to people why you're They're not going to understand it anyways. Yeah. Now, if you tripled your price, yeah, a lot of people <laughs> might say so. <laughs> it was 300 less. Why are you charging me 2500 bucks? <laughs> yeah. But if you're going, you know, 
10, 20% margins, sure. a lot of times they don't even realize it. Okay. So I don't tell them. Interesting. I just do it. And um, if they do ask, like Alex said, it's hardly even worth explaining it to them a lot of times. It's like beating a dead horse. Yeah. They don't understand. No. So, um, but yeah, I haven't had any issues with customers, you know, typically. Yeah, you asking. do a good quality service and there you go. Yeah. A lot of my clients, they're not even home anymore when I do it. They give me a garage code. Leave a key under the mat. That works out. Grab some beer in the fridge. Yeah, they'll literally say, "Yeah, there's some water in the fridge if you're thirsty." That's awesome. Yeah, they. Those uh, are the kind of customers you want. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, they just kind of let me do my thing. I've been there three or four times already. They can go to work. They don't have to take a day off of work to watch me do my thing. So, yeah, that's how a lot of them are now. So <laughs> it's nice in that aspect. It's easy for scheduling too. Oh, for sure. Do you have any immediate questions? I've got like several. Just just go for it. Yeah. Okay. Biggest house you've ever ever done? Like m- most square footage? Yeah. Uh, I think fourteen thousand square feet. That's awesome. how long did that take? Um, how much of it is carpet? That's the sad part. <laughs> Honestly, I think two I, rooms. I only did four rooms. I think in the whole place. That's uh, a monster. They were big rooms, but I think I was there six hours for those four rooms. But that's in another wow. instance of not every job, you know. Right. The, the four room. If I would have charged her the four, same price as four rooms. Oh my gosh. At a fifteen hundred square foot house, I would have lost right. a lot of money. So. Do you prefer commercial or residential? Um, that's a good question. Thank you. Uh, good interview, right Eric. Yep. Honestly, I like them both about the same. I like a good mixture. I. Commercial is more profitable, um, probably, but it's also, I don't know, being at the same place for, I just get almost just too anxious being in the same place for more than like six, eight hours. I just sure. get like, sure. I don't know, just doesn't do it for me. That'd be a good situation where you'd have someone to go send out if you were doing more commercial yep. right. type stuff. Yep, yep. Um, and I'd say I'm probably about... 60% residential. So you do quite a bit of commercial. 40% commercial. Yep, I do quite a bit of commercial. S- like smaller smaller offices. offices yeah. uh, I've got a couple big hotel accounts that I do, but they they're usually on quarterlies, so mm-hmm. I do like a quarter of it each time. Um and then oh, by, the, gotcha. by the end of the year everything gets Just swiped done. out, yeah. Yeah. Very rarely do they want everything all done at once. What's the biggest single like one room or floor you've done? like square footage wise yeah, yeah. Like one like you were talking like just standing like there a ballroom day. maybe uh, let's see yeah the one there's this one church that i do it's probably like in between the pews and everything yeah and oh they've my got a, they've got a lot that's like weed whacking a freaking graveyard, graveyard. <laughs> i think it's forty thousand square feet <laughs> Jeez. it's huge wow yeah how long does that take you two full days with two trucks usually so i that's the other thing i've got two trucks now um number one i like having a backup because mm-hmm. i love it gotta have backup. gotta have a backup for your backup yeah yeah that, i'm learning that in the meat business because like okay one piece of equipment breaks down well now we're not doing anything today yeah, right so have I backups found, i found that out very early on i had a breakdown ended up having to miss a week worth of work reschedule a week's not worth good of never again terrible <laughs> so and now you know i'm lucky enough to where actually both trucks are they're the same i mean so either swap either, parts either one can be a, a lead truck. They're both sure. they're both nice, That's fairly awesome. new. Um, so uh, a lot of times, you know, the one's sitting, but it's just nice having that peace of mind of being able to jump in there, mm-hmm. and continue on, not having to reschedule jobs. So forty thousand square feet, you said? Yeah, 
Yeah, that's probably the biggest Jeez. job that I do total worth of carbon. Wow. So yeah, forty thousand square feet takes us two real long days. And you know, it's an interesting industry because I know we've talked about this, but you have buddies where you're like, "Hey, I'm need to some contract, some work. We need to work together on this." Correct. Yep. yep. So I um, instead of looking at everyone as like my competitor mm-hmm. and thinking mm-hmm. they're gonna steal my work, I actually went out um, and tried to you know become almost friends in a way sure. get to know these people because there's times you know where either i'm going to need them or they're going to need me yep and you can make money doing that versus fighting each other plenty of work for everybody yep. out there and so um that's not, cool not all of them were so uh what's the word i'm looking for kind of like welcoming to the idea but, yep uh, you did a, find a group i was able to get pretty close with um two other guys that's awesome they're both small like me um so now like when we have projects, we just sub out some of them, you know, Cause I, a lot of times we're all there working, but you just subcontract some of the work out. Cause that apartment building you were telling me you guys had yeah. how many trucks going? Uh, we got five, we five got trucks five. going at once. Yeah. So we do a lot of like student, student housing turnover mm-hmm. down on campus. It's gotta be some lovely carpet. <clears throat> yeah. It's oh pretty, man. Pretty I, disgusting. I can only you imagine. Don't know what he's sucking uh, <laughs> literally one time there was mushrooms growing out of the carpet. Stop. Stop. Like, so we don't tell a, we don't tell lies on here. I'm not kidding. Well, mushrooms. <laughs> like, how, does, how, does, how does that work? They almost like, had to get like a freaking, what's those cleanup crews that are like hazmat stuff. Yeah. There, <laughs> That's like, gross as hell. Did they dump like actual Yo. potting soil in the carpet. We to, need like, to get the weed these? man here first before yeah, we can do God. this carpet. Yeah. Uh, it's, you see some pretty, pretty. Uh, do you have anyone breathe over your neck when you're doing it? Like, any jobs recently or i mean you built a pretty good clientele but any like new people like oh did you get that over there or did you get this over here yeah i'll have people right over my shoulder sometimes i just that sometimes would... i'll joke i'll say hey can you can you get that hose out of my way <laughs> i try to keep it light with that's people. good yeah see and sometimes i run it costs in... extra when you're standing over my shoulder yeah i'll do installs at certain locations or people's locations and sometimes i'll get that like hey so you know how do you put on this and like you know are you getting this first or getting that i'm like i don't know can you go see what the weather is outside it's really important <laughs> for me it's when we're busy during deer season and everyone's telling me their deer hunt story and you're like i've heard everyone. i can't i can't like, talk dude, we got right a now. thousand deer to cut up like i'm oh, excited you shot i can only deer, imagine but people are like hey so here's my deer <laughs> by the way do you know how i got this don't care yeah yeah you're just in work mode i just like kind of walk away and i don't care <laughs> yeah yeah, no, I get that. I get people; they'll stand over my shoulder. People get it though. You watch. gotta, you gotta get stuff done. Yeah, you know, people are picky. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, but majority are, you know, majority of people are great, easy customers. Most people are. That's good. They are. There's like that one percent that's yeah. a nightmare, but you don't have to do business with them. I'm pretty good at reading people like right away at the door. You know, some customers, you know, okay, I just need to go in and do my thing, get out. You know, they're not really interested in talking, and then some people want to hear your whole life story. Sure. So it's just kind of about you know reading them and knowing what you need to do on on your part you know to make sure they're happy so every business has a bottleneck in some capacity some way some form what is yours hmm. could be anything bottleneck probably my the reason i'll never have employees or many employees is because i'll never trust them to do as good of a job as me Okay. Um, no matter, even if they do everything, you know, doing everything right, I've just got that problem of thinking something's going to be wrong if I'm not doing the work. And that's probably my biggest bottleneck is me feeling like I have to 
almost do everything. Got it. In order for the every, interest. In order for it to turn out the way that you want the it to way turn I out. I want it to turn out every single time. And when I had employees, you know, a lot of them did a great job, but it was just like I'd see things and, you know, they wouldn't understand, you know, and like I'd have a hard way of like, you know. Leadership tell, is one of the hardest things. Yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm, I'm not a, probably a great leader in that aspect you know it's just mm-hmm. uh instead of showing them i would just take over and do it you know and that was probably something i struggled with the most when i had someone working with me i would uh instead of letting them doing it do it and show them teach them just, the why behind it yep i would just say let me do it give me this for give you. me that let me just get it done in the future are you looking to hire someone i'd like to find someone that's yeah. good i'm glad you said i think you yeah. should i'd me like too. to i'd like to find someone interested in more than just a job with show, me up, show up yeah. show up like, and then leave i'd like to find someone run a truck or something running a truck on their own you know to the point where i can trust them to take the truck home if they want so they're not having right. to worry about you know you see plumbers electricians a lot of those guys take their vehicles home. Right. you could probably snag andy how much you paying <laughs> I typically so when you're riding with me, he needs salary. Yeah, I I, I can do that too. But uh, there you so, go, Andy. No, I mean I typically start. People. Andy's gonna start his own business. Yeah. <gasps> this podcast is gonna motivate him. Yeah, let's go, Andy. I won't have it any other way. I enjoy it. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted. You can finish. No, I can't remember what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, it's uh, a guy up in a truck. And yeah, yeah. Them to do their own thing. So yeah. someday you do want to get there. You want to like get rid to. of that bottleneck, at least that one little bottleneck. Yeah. Of having another and it's person. It's hard. You just get, you got to go through people and just you just can't stop trying. Yeah, yeah, and like, I don't know. I sleep so well at night when I do all the work and I don't have anything to worry about, versus when I had people out working with me and working for me because the one guy he'd go out on his own mm-hmm. but i mean i'd get calls about you know, this wasn't done right or this wasn't done right he missed a spot or this he ruined something that's always the worst call and usually nothing's ever ruined everything can be fixed right but then i wouldn't sleep you know because i'd be spending the whole night worrying about worrying it because you it. i mean you're not about numbers. Well, you are. You want to get you know more clients, but you're really about that satisfaction. That's what your company thrives on. Yeah, like you go online, you read my reviews. Like, it's just people, they like my work. You know, they talk about yeah. me. Yeah. They, they don't mention you know your hired hand. Yeah. Typically. It makes sense. And that's what like when customers call me, a lot of times that's what they expect. They want me to do the work. You know, they don't want an employee or a technician to do the work. So. Um, and that's I get, probably I get biggest, that too. That was big when I hired for taxidermy. Yeah, mm. people, that was a business where like Alex does my deer. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And like I they hiring, have the name like right. Alex does my and deer. Then I start hiring people. I'm like, okay. yeah. I even let my wife do the phones for me for a while. Oh really? Yeah. I want to talk to Ryan. Is that there to say? Almost every call. It was like, what's the point of having her do this if they're calling me anyway? Yeah. That was a big thing this year that I had to work on with people answering the phone. I got to talk to Alex. Well, Alex is never available. Yeah. Yeah. so i need i teach people how to handle every situation yeah. and sometimes yeah. they do need to talk to me and how to right. weed, weed those conversations out oh, take yeah. a message or if it's customer service problem like i'll always jump on yeah. it yeah right yeah in my last you know my last full-time employee he um people customers would call and they'd say i'd say okay nathan's gonna be there at eight no we want you there we want you to do the work so then how do you solve that how do you say do you show up then and you just say you know what i'm gonna i'll be there yeah pretty much really yeah because I didn't want to, at that time, I didn't want to lose the customer. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I'd find something else for him to go do, or I'd let him ride with me. So, yeah. Yeah, but I ran into that a lot, and that was kind of what bottlenecked me down. Sure. Keep, sure. Kept me from growing. Sure. You know? 
Um, that and just the the overhead scares me too. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And that makes sense. Yeah, and as you grow, like what I've realized, I mean, this is just my opinion, but you're gonna have when you're small, you're gonna have problems. When you're bigger, you're gonna have the same problems. Right. It's really the same at the end of the day. Yeah. Yep. No problems. They're never ending. It's a good thing. Pro- yeah. Problems are good. I see. I I don't want problems. Pro- I want problems. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. We talked about this one episode. Like I want big problems because that means I'm doing something big. Yeah. To work through. Yeah. Yeah. I have problems every day. That's good. That means and you're that's in business. What, like Justin was good at talking about that. Like that's what owning a business is. It's just yes. overcoming the obstacles that happen yep. every day. Yep. Yeah. And you can overcome them, learn from them, and fix them. And some days get it doesn't good feel it. like that. Yeah. Most days it doesn't. You had feel. one of those days recently. <laughs> I did. It was. La- I, was I kind of, sensed it before it, I even. I saw him in his truck. I'm like, something ain't right. It was that bad. I was yeah. so frustrated <laughs> last. Was it? Yeah, it was last Tuesday. I just didn't. One of those days. Yeah, it was. I was just because he's like, days. "Well, what's wrong?" I said, "Where do you want me to start?" Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I've had plenty of those. My most frustrating day was actually probably last year. You know, pretty recent. It was. What happened? If you could tell it. So I want to know. <laughs> it, it's probably also the most scared I've ever been in my life. Oh. Like, wow. Just like where I was kind of panicking, you know, a little bit. Um, yeah. I had hired this this new young man um, bless his heart he was home from school wanted a job never had done anything like this before anything mechanical or anything <laughs> really at all like that um so i think it was the second day uh i do air duct cleaning as well that's something i added on to the business so um we had to go clean the duct work out in this parade home brand new house um parade of homes was starting the following day so the house was all ready to go all we had to go in and do is so it's looking good it's looking fresh clean yeah Yeah. and i told this guy i said all right whatever you do do not touch a thing in this house like we cannot make a mark we cannot leave anything behind like it's got to look exactly the same like it was cleaned and everything yeah yeah ready everything was ready to go so we get in there everything's all getting set up i'm down in the basement all of a sudden, I hear glass just shatter. Oh, man. Oh, no. And I immediately just <laughs> Heart sank. almost started crying. Walk upstairs, and I see him bent over the countertop, hands above his head, crying, literally. Tears running down his face. And he had bent down to pick something up. When he lifted his head, he had shattered this custom glass chandelier over the dining room. Oh, like no. The room Keyword custom. 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 Like Parade of Home starts the next day. <laughs> oh, and boy. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh. I don't even know who to call. I don't know like, a chandelier guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I called the lead field expediter, and I just like, like, I'm like, Steve, this is what happened. I don't know what to do, but I just want to let you know. You know? <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm like, it I, happened. Yeah. That, those are scary calls to me. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Yeah. You're like, yeah. you just got to suck it yeah. up and yeah. do it. And yeah. this, this account There's is just my, nothing good this, about this. This account is my biggest account. This, yeah. this builder gives oh, so me, like... That's the cherry on the top. Yeah. Like, by far the most work comes from him. Mm. So, anyway, he, he, you know, obviously wasn't thrilled. He hangs up the phone. <laughs> and so, the, the kid, at this point, is extremely flustered. <laughs> 
I'm like, well, there's nothing we can do. We got to get the job done. So we start working. He's going, he's bringing a ladder down the staircase and it's like a U. Like oh boy. It's not U. done yet. <laughs> Goes to make the corner, the end of the ladder punches a hole, a hole right through the drywall. Oh no. Oh, oh, this is bad. This is, this is bad. Yeah. yeah. Punches uh, a hole right through. He, yeah, I'd be about to punch him. <laughs> Second day on the job, literally. So you're probably thinking in your head, like, what did I, what did I just do? Yeah. And Eric knows who it is, but I'm not going to say it. No, we're good. Do yeah, I know yeah. it or no? You probably not. No. no. Great kid. Like, yeah. 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 He ended up working with me all summer. Great. Things got, great shit happens. Things yeah. got better. Shit happens. Yeah. Like he just, you know, but Hey, just a bad day. So a hole. Yeah. Hole in the wall. Call Steve again. Steve. Oh we got another one. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> At that point, he didn't even respond. He just hung up. The phone. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I'm almost like, do we just leave and like yeah. take cut our losses here? You know, but um, and then uh, what do you mean? I can't even then? remember. Something else happened. Something minor. He scratched something there, during that job. Was too, it the but, paint downstairs? Uh. No, I think it was a floor or something. Is there a reason they bring you guys in at the very end like that? That just doesn't usually. sound like a good idea. They, they uh, usually, I'm in far before that, but they had, you know. They were slammed with things. Yeah, like that. everything. Parade of Homes is absolute chaos. So, <laughs> yeah. That's but so anyway, funny. so that happened. We did the job, get done with it. I didn't know what to expect. Didn't sleep a no. minute that night. You, thinking when I something just, like that happens, I feel like it's over. Yeah. Like, oh, that's it. Yeah. Ruined my reputation. We're done. Yeah. and um, I thought I had to do something with paint downstairs. Maybe that was a different time. Well, one time he... Uh, I told <laughs> the same him, guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, him, I feel bad now. When we were He's learning the, all kinds yeah, of lessons. There was uh, some dust on these chairs, and I told him yes. to take the vacuum and vacuum it off and he took like the plastic claw and like oh. scratched the shit Dude. out of all the chairs and he didn't just stop at one like he didn't realize like oh shit i shouldn't use this he did all eight of them all eight dining room chairs and those are not cheap no they were probably 150 bucks a piece oh you know? my god and then you get down there and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I said, didn't you notice what was happening after the first one? No. <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah. But um, anyway, so, yeah, that night, didn't sleep. Thought the world was going to end. You know, thought I was going to get. Oh, yeah, it's thought over. Thought I was going to lose that account. And um, ended up calling the guy the next day. And he was super understanding. He's like, hey, I'm glad you at least told me. I'm glad I didn't get there. <laughs> that morning <laughs> and see that happen yeah well you're not a coward that's a good thing yeah and uh he appreciated my honesty and being upfront about it and never even charged me for the shame really never wow even, yeah I mean, he's a good dude right there good guy yeah so and, there you uh, go if you want to start a business you got to be able yeah. to handle situations for like sure this. you do and i could have told that kid to go home and never you know gave him a chance but he ended up being probably the best employee i've had as right. far as work ethic i goes. agree with that 100 funny how that works so if you fire someone just because they make a mistake you're never gonna have anyone yeah that's how you teach them and learn sometimes it sucks yeah yeah and that's an understatement but that's what you gotta be willing to go through if you're gonna own a business yeah yeah yep. that's what it takes but that's just you know one of the many stories i have every day that was probably the most nerve-wracking that's and that's hilarious well, like, when we, when we have you back now <laughs> yeah when we have you back on here we're gonna definitely hit some more stories on i've some. got some that aren't even appropriate for this perfect we're gonna talk about them yep okay next time <laughs> so people want to do business with you because yeah. obviously they know that you're the carpet cleaner to go through how do they find you 
can find me online. Um, if you type in, honestly, like Carpet Cleaning Madison or any of those His face pops cities, up on the front page of Google. <laughs> Boom. Pretty much. Actually, I think it is. That's awesome. My wife and I's picture on there. Okay. She used to work with me quite a bit. Now e- she, she, uh, she's got a different job now. But, e- email? Uh, it's just capitalcityfloorcare at gmail.com. And phone so, number? 608-833-5547. Cool. So, there you go. Get your floors done. Floors or air ducts. Air, air ducts, too. too. Yep. Those, those need are, cleaning. Those are the two. So He's a busy guy, so make sure and call him tomorrow. <laughs> I probably will not answer. I'll call you back within an hour, though. There you Perfect. go. That's awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks, man. It was a man. lot of fun. It's cool hearing all these different industries and challenges and stuff that you guys go through and what your plans are. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you betcha. It's fun. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thanks.